want to be empowered with the Holy Spirit? Are you in need of an uplifting message? It's time for today's Uplift, encouraging words and biblical truths to help you find freedom in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, good evening, everybody, and good evening, Robert. Good evening. <laughs> it looks like we're we're missing Phil tonight. Phil is currently at a football game under a lightning alert. <laughs> and we could probably talk an entire half an hour and make jokes about, you know, all that sort of thing. You know, Robert and I were talking off camera here before we, we hit the record button about how back in our day, we wouldn't have stopped a football game for, for a bolt of lightning. But, you know, we're not really that old. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think society is just changing that quickly, and mm -hmm. you know, I I texted Phil. I, Phil was texting me, and he he said, you know, we we stopped because of this one lightning bolt. And I said, see, I was like, we wouldn't have stopped, you know. <laughs> but well, yeah, overly safe. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So tonight. Uh, in Phil's absence, while well, he's out there dodging raindrops and lightning bolts, we, uh, by the way, his stepdaughter, Phil's stepdaughter's on the homecoming court. So he, he was showing support for his family, which is great. So that, that's why Phil is missing. But so we'll, we'll give him a pass for this week. But mm -hmm. next week, next week, he has to contribute doubly. That's right. And cut our grass. Or something like that. <laughs> Whatever he was that he came up with there. Next week we get to sit and listen to him expound. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll just both shake our heads and be like, yep, that's great. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. So tonight we're going to, uh, I got an email today from Andrew Womack Ministries. And, and I, I always enjoy listening and reading to Andrew Womack stuff. And uh, I got an email from him today that's titled escape condemnation so we figured we're, I'll, I'll read this email and then we'll uh talk about it because it talks about condemnation and conviction and the difference between the two and it's important and it can be very uplifting to realize you know once we get through this and talk about it we'll see the uplifting part so it's titled escape condemnation Matthew 26, verse 2, you know that after two days is the feast of the Passover, and the Son of Man is betrayed to be crucified. In Israel, crucifixion was a common sight. This practice was first mentioned in Scripture as one used by the Egyptians in Genesis uh, 40. Anyone hung upon a tree was accursed by God according to the Mosaic Law. And that refers to Deuteronomy 21. Failure to obey the law brought on the curse. Praise God that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law by bearing the curse for us. Now, through Christ, we will never receive any curse from God, even though we still disobey the law in some way. Justice was satisfied when Jesus died for the law that we broke, thus paying the prescribed penalty and bearing the curse. There is no condemnation awaiting us from the law, for we died in him. A Christian who still walks in condemnation is being condemned by either the devil or himself or herself. 
It's not God. It is not God who condemns us. That's from Romans 8, verse 34. It is the law that brought God's adverse sentence against us. When the government condemns a building, it is declared unfit for use and it must be destroyed. Likewise, when Satan condemns us, he makes us feel unfit for use and ready to be destroyed. Since the Christian is no longer under the law, he should no longer be condemned or feel unfit for use. We have been accepted by the Father through Jesus. God convicts us of sin, but he doesn't condemn us. Again, in Romans 8, verse 34, conviction is solely for our profit with no malice, while condemnation includes punishment. Satan is the one who condemns the Christian, but the Holy Spirit has given us the power to escape that condemnation. Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty good because yeah. I think that there's a lot of people out there who feel condemned. I know there's a lot of people that I know who feel too condemned to go to church, be involved in church, or they're, they feel too condemned and ashamed um, the, to even have a relationship with God or, uh, you, you know, really act or live as a Christian. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that, uh, especially in my early years and even still, you kind of fight it even like I fight it even now. There's those thoughts of condemnation or, you know, cause it, uh, the thoughts, it kind of goes along with guilt, right? Like the guilt. And in reality, what that means is as believers, we should no longer feel guilty because we are no longer guilty, right? We are forgiven. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so it, it becomes now, obviously if, if you commit a sin, then, you know, you're, you are to confess your sin and, and God, cleanses you from all unrighteousness but that's the point as he says confess that sin and he cleanses you mm -hmm. from all unrighteousness we, i think in a lot of ways we just feel like there's got to be more to it than that because that is too simple mm -hmm. or like somehow like god that is just too easy mm -hmm. and and i think the point is god's not trying to make it difficult <laughs> right we're trying to make it difficult he's not trying to make it difficult but yeah and paul brings that up in that romans 8 verse 1 where he declares like he he has this um revelation of like i am this wretched man mm -hmm. who can deliver me from this and then he turns right around and says well praise be to god there is no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus mm -hmm. and so so if we still feel condemned in our life, you have one of two things happening. Either one, you don't know Jesus at all. You're not saved. Mm -hmm. Or two, you are saved, but you're not believing the word of God. Oh, yeah. Because the Bible's telling us when you know Christ, there is no condemnation. Right. And therefore, those those feelings, and that's the danger is we've got to, we we keep trying to live our spirituality out through our feelings and opinions, 
rather than God's word, we're going to find that that's not going to work. So, and condemnation kind of lines up with that. We feel like we should be condemned, and therefore, that must be the truth. And in reality, the truth is God is saying he is not condemning us. That's what we feel. Boy, we could go for probably four hours talking about how what you just said. You said a mouthful there about how we, we and I forget exactly the way that you just said it, but basically that we're living uh, our Christian lives by feeling rather than the word of God. Mm-hmm. Man, we could just go and go and go and go on that with all kinds of different, uh, you know, uh, examples and things like that. But, you know, it's funny. Uh, it's well, it's not funny, but it's a thing like like you mentioned earlier that we still battle this, you know, yeah. or at least a temptation of it. I mean, I, I know I do uh, different different aspects and things that um, that I still struggle with. And, you know, it's a lot of temptations to to sin in different ways and things like that that you don't even do. But even there are times where I even feel I feel keyword. I feel yeah, yeah. I feel condemned by the temptations that I experience. Oh yeah, yeah. Without even sinning, just the fact that you're tempted, mm-hmm. right? Is and yet all of that. And see, that's kind of the point, right? Like what's happening is we feel that, and we feel that very strongly. Mm-hmm. And the problem is that God is saying something else. Like, so, so we've really, uh, I, th- I think that's kind of part of the maturing in Christ is coming to a place where we, we understand that, yes, we are sinful and we're saved by grace, but with the understanding that, but that does, that means you are not condemned. Mm-hmm. You are not at war with God. Mm-hmm. You are at peace with God. Mm-hmm. You have been reconciled. You're brought back into harmony with God. Mm-hmm. And, and the reality is, in spite of your sin, that's mm-hmm. where you're at. Mm-hmm. And so it just, it just, I think um, what happens is just the wrestling of that understanding, we have that dual nature in us. We have that sin nature that would declare something, and then we have this other. And see, Satan would like nothing more than just to keep us in the situation of feeling condemned mm-hmm. because let's let's be honest if if you if you were at any place um working for anybody including your parents or your boss and you felt condemned how much would you actually do for them right right and so if he can hold us in this place where we constantly feel condemned then it doesn't Condemnation does not drive us or bring us to God. Mm-hmm. Condemnation brings us away from God. See, condemnation determines judgment, right? Like it's you feel judgment. You don't, you don't. How how many are like, well, I can't wait to go stand in front of the judge. Mm-hmm. I cannot mm-hmm. wait to go there and express, you know, my my thoughts on the matter. Not many of us want to be there, right? We don't want to be standing in front of the judge doing that. And it's kind of the same way. If we, when we view ourselves condemned, we we are viewing God as 
a judge in that situation. Mm-hmm. We feel that he's judged us and we are found short, like we are found having missed the mark. Right. And and that's not that's not really what the word of God is saying. The word of God is saying, yes, you have missed a mark. Right. L- yes, you deserve judgment. But there is no condemnation mm-hmm. for those who are in Christ. And that's kind of the whole point. Right. Like it, the reason Jesus dies on the cross is because we couldn't take on that punishment ourselves and actually suffice to where we could be with the Lord. God understood that. So he did that for us. And therefore, Christ takes on that punishment for us. And so the other part of condemnation is that the reason the reason Satan would uh, you know want to keep us there is because it shows a lack of trust in the work of Christ, mm-hmm. that it's enough. Right. Like somehow Jesus's death is no longer enough to save us or mm-hmm. to bring us out of condemnation. And yet it is. See, that's the word of God. Mm-hmm. We've really got to see what God's word says and then simply believe it. Simply believe it. Man, and and man, that's a huge point that that what you said. And it's true because if we buy into this condemnation lie, we're basically telling Jesus that what he did for us wasn't enough. That's it. Because you still feel the if you're still feeling condemned. Mm-hmm then condemnation is is a judgment. It's in the place of judgment, right? And so why do you feel like judgment still has to take place? Mm-hmm. Well, there can only be one reason, right? You're taking that on for yourself. Yeah. You're not allowing, like you're not allowing the work of Christ to have done the work. And even crazy enough, you could even be like, well, yeah, I know Christ did the work and I've been saved and but I still feel condemned. Well, then somewhere inside of you, the, that work of Christ on the cross bo- is bothering you. Mm-hmm. And it's bothering you to the place where it's affecting your faith to where you're actually questioning, is that enough? Right. Is that really enough? That's and a key key point. Yeah. yeah. And condemnation mm-hmm. is completely different than conviction, right? So if right. we measure the two out, right? Condemnation deals with judgment and it drives you away from the Lord. Conviction is from the Holy Spirit, and it brings you to God. Yeah. Two totally different situations. We're actually told in John 16, like there's a good scripture here. Jesus said this. He says, when he comes, he's referring to the Holy Spirit. So in John 16, he says, John 16, verse 8, he says, when he comes, he will convict the world about sin. Notice it says, he will convict Mm -hmm. the world about sin righteousness and judgment because they do not believe in me concerning righteousness because i'm going to the father and you will no longer see me Mm -hmm. concerning judgment because the ruler of this world has been judged and so you know so he's he's telling us the holy spirit is is going to convict the world he's going to come and express to us this conviction but it's supposed to bring us to the lord not drive us away from him Mm mm-hmm yeah, I liked what it said here, too. Uh, conviction is solely for our profit with no malice, while condemnation includes punishment. And 
so we know that when we live in in accordance or we believe that Jesus died for us for our atonement, then then the punishment we, we're not punished at a spiritual level for it. Now, of course, we can do bad things and have bad results. You know? Oh yeah, you're right. So we can we can we can sin against other people yeah. and have bad results that God's yeah. not going to wipe that clean. But from uh, a spiritual let's standpoint, let's make sure. Yeah, let's make sure there's a difference, right? Like there's a difference between consequences of your actions, right, and punishment from God. Yes, and like two different things, right? So, right. That was yeah. That's a great way to put it. Consequences of your actions, yeah. But yeah, conviction is solely for our profit, with no malice. So, and and you know, we talk about conviction, and and man, the last few years, like I've felt that strongly. Like if I if I think or do something wrong, it's just there's that immediate ooh, like mm-hmm. you know, like you just feel it and you know it. In your knower, in your spirit, yeah, it's just oh, this is this isn't right. This doesn't feel good. This is you know, I'm off the, I'm out of line here. You know, yep. And that's the conviction. That is the conviction. That's what every believer, and I believe that's what the scripture is referring to as um, when it says that you know you know you're saved because you expect experience the holy spirit see that's part of that experience of the holy spirit Mm -hmm. let's be honest i mean we we might have had that before we were saved but it was more conscience sake Mm -hmm. and you know at that point we didn't always care okay well okay so i'm doing this and i don't care right like but it's different when you're saved because all of a sudden now you're doing something and it's like on a different level you experience that conviction Mm -hmm. Yeah, it goes from your your conscious or your morals mm-hmm. to to the person who's unsaved or maybe not walking the as closely with the Lord. Even if you are saved and you're not walking as closely with the Lord as you you probably should be, it goes from a thing about your just your conscious or good morals to having that Holy Spirit revelation in you. You know, like you go to gossip or when you go to gossip or when you go to say something that's not good fruit or whatever, you know, uh, or doubts or it could be anything like that. It doesn't even have to be a major sin. It could just be, you know, again, like gossip or something. And it's just like, you know, you could be in the middle of, you know, saying, you know, repeating something that you heard or whatever. And you just like, oh, that's probably not good for me to do this, you know? That's where it usually hits me, and it's it's usually in the workplace. But and well, I was thinking about this too, like like so you were mentioned like uh, a major sin versus uh, and so like really we measure that by consequence, mm-hmm. right? Like on our side of things, like for God, us every sin is major, every mm-hmm. form of corruption and disobedience. Mm-hmm. But but for us. I would much rather you lie to me than kill me. <laughs> yeah. Like there's, there's a whole nother level of consequence there, right? Yeah. And so, and so the consequence, there are different levels of consequence based on the sin. Mm-hmm. And so we we kind of rate them in our minds. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
but but all of them affect our spirit. All of them affect our spirit, and and all of them are are terrible on a spiritual level. And all of them will be. Uh, you'll feel that conviction level. Yeah, and all all worthy of judgment, right? But there is there is certainly a different judgment level, right? And that we even understand with regard to justice, right? If if you're you know, you're going to do, there's going to be different consequences. You stand before the judge because of slander versus standing before the judge because of murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of different consequence levels here. Right. And we, of course, experience it on our side. But notice that the consequence itself is not the punishment. It's the result of the decision. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The aftermath. The aftermath, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah. that's that's a that's a big deal. So the aftermath. The, the, the one thing we can we can control our decisions, but we cannot control the outcome of that decision. Mm-hmm. We can't control once the cat's out of the bag, the cat is out of the bag, right? You're not gonna get the cat back in the bag. Right. So right. It's uh and that's kind of that was that's been Satan's problem too, right? He once he made the choice, he can't control the outcome of that choice, mm-hmm. which is why he's in the position he's in. <laughs> so think about it. if he could control the outcome of his decision, we'd have a different God, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I, I like this, too, where it said a Christian who still walks in condemnation is being condemned by the devil or himself, and I added, or herself. It's mm-hmm. not God that condemns us. It's the law. It's the law that brought God's adverse sentence against us. But yet, God also, through the atonement of Jesus, basically cleared us of it. And, you know, I, I was listening today to a um, a YouTube video of a, of a lady that I listened to a lot. And, you know, she was talking about people who live in the past. And Mm. I'm guilty of that a lot. (laughs) Yeah. But it it was the same. Her topic was on the same lines of, you know, and and she's a prophet. And she basically had a prophetic word that she was talking about from from the Lord. And it said that there's a lot of people in, in the church or a lot of believers who are held back because they're living in the past in that condemnation and it's keeping them from not only having a full relationship with God back to your point that, you know, if you're, if you're living in in the past and you're living in condemnation, you're, you're really have a lack of belief because you, you're not believing that, that Jesus did what he did fully but she said that that holds us back from doing what we need to do in serving the Lord and being obedient in, in serving him when he asks us to. It holds yeah. us back. And that it's, it's also a matter of spiritual warfare because the enemy, if he can't flat out just shut us down, however, where, whatever way he tries to do so, he holds us back. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like the boat anchor, you know, like this living in the past and living in the condemnation is a boat anchor that just holds us back. 
where, you know, we still might be praying. We still may be reading the scripture. We may still be doing mm -hmm. a lot of the right things. You know, we, we still may have a relationship with the Lord, but we're just held back. And I, and I can, can, I can relate to that. I'm guilty of that in ways because there are certain things that I'm being double-minded about. There, you know, I'm praying every day. I'm reading mm -hmm. the, the word every day. I'm, you know, but I'm still being double-minded because I'm not truly healed from some things, um, you know, mentally, uh, you know, and, and that sort of thing from past losses and past relationships and all that sort of thing. And I allow that to affect me. And I still have false beliefs that aren't of God about myself, you know, like, well, I can't do this or I can't do that or I'm not good enough for this or whatever. And those are just, it's spiritual warfare against all of us believers that holds us back, you know, and really you're living in the past. You're, you're, you're living in, you're, you're living, holding on to all those past failures and all those, uh, however you want to call it, a Christian, a Christianese word would be strongholds, <laughs> you know, all these things that hold you back. And, you know, basically what it's saying is, you know, the, there's no condemnation. And, you know, to carry it a step forward, we really need to focus on our healing and our deliverance, oh, yeah. restoration, all those things all those Christian terms that we use, but we, we really need to heal our wounds or we can't do it, but we need, we, we need to ask God to heal our wounds. So we're not stuck in the past or in condemnation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we can move forward. I think, I think there's some things, what has happened? I know me personally, and I was even thinking about this today with the woman with the issue of blood, I actually think there are sometimes what happens is we get damaged by the world and by some person or some situation. And so what it does is it shapes us, but it shapes us in a, in an incorrect way. Mm -hmm. It shapes us to the place we start accepting things about ourselves That's not actually true. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so what happens is I, I wonder how many things in the believer's life they accept into their life that's not true. Mm -hmm. And and they never see the prospering of God's will in their life or the, the healing or they never see the faith or they never see like like they're always living under this weight that they mm -hmm. never really gave to the Lord. But it's because it's because they. They didn't experience his peace from it. They just haven't given it over because they've accepted something that's just not true. Right. Right. And so, and so uh, I, I've just kind of noticed that I think this happened in our life and that's where people hold on to the past, right? They, somebody said something to them mm -hmm. where they have started defining themselves that way. Mm -hmm. And, it, but that's not what God has said. Right. 
And I always remember those two questions. There's two questions that God asked Adam. And I, I heard this with regard to mental health, like our mental health and thinking about moving on. But there's two questions. And I think it's the same two questions God is always asking us. The first question he's asking is, where are you? Mm-hmm. And he knows where Adam is. He's not asking Adam his location. Like, hey, Adam, uh, okay, I give up. You know, you're really good at hide and seek. I need you to come out and show me where you're at. Uh, that's, that's not what he's saying. He's asking Adam where he is in relationship to him mm-hmm. because they would walk together and now they're not walking together. Right. Right. And so he says, Hey, Adam, where are you? Mm-hmm. Well, then Adam expresses a spiritual situation, right? He says, Well, yeah, you know, I did this, right? And then he, and then he said, and we sewed these fig leaves together because we were naked. So God asked him a second question. Who told you you were naked? Mm-hmm. So notice God didn't say that to them. They said it, right? So, so what happened is one, and those are the two questions we really got to ask. If we want to overcome and move on with the Lord, question one is, where are we? Mm-hmm. Where are we with the Lord? Are we condemning ourselves? So we always feel like we're in this judgment mode mm-hmm. or have we moved on to peace with God that he's, he's a friend, not an enemy. Right. He's, he's a father, not a judge. Right. Right. Like, have we moved on to this? Where are we? Mm-hmm. Are we walking with God? Or are we still trying to hide? Right. Right. And then the second question we have to ask if we want to see that healing is, is is what uh, God would ask Adam, like, well, who told you that? Mm-hmm. Like, who told you you're condemned? Right. It wasn't God, right? God didn't say that, right? You got that from somewhere else. Right. He told you you weren't fit to serve him. Right. You, you didn't get that from the Lord, right? You're getting, so what's happening is we're taking information uh, into our spirit that is not from God. Right. And we're owning it. Yeah, we're owning it. And it affects our faith. Right. It affects our healing. It affects our faith. It affects everything. And what's happening is that's not what God said. Right. It's like, well, who told you that? So what if we could just eliminate all the things that God never really said? Mm -hmm. We just kind of accepted that aren't true. Yeah. Eliminate all of that and only accept God's word. I wonder what percentage that would be in our lives. I bet uh-huh. it's probably at least 90%. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, how much of God's word do we actually live by or hear throughout, like, throughout our day? Mm-hmm. Right, versus other people, what other people say about us or what we we yeah. say about ourselves. And, you know, the other thing that's important in this, too, and I don't want to go too far off the path because we're, we're about at a half an hour, but our – but words are very powerful, whether they come from the word or they come from our mouth. You know, words are very powerful. Yes. And we have to be careful because we we can condemn ourselves with our mouths. And that's a very bad thing. We have to stop this as Christians. We really do. We have to stop condemning not only ourselves, but others. Yeah. Our words are powerful. And when we say something 
we're decreeing things and, and we need to watch what we do there. We need to be speaking truths, you know, yes. biblical scripture. So we need to be speaking scripture over ourselves, positive things about ourselves and other people and stop to your point, stop owning the stuff that's not of God. Okay. We have to stop when, if somebody calls us a name or if somebody says you're blank, fill in the blank, whatever that is, you're, you know, pick an adjective or adverb or whatever. I, it's yeah. been a long time since I've had English class. Uh. <laughs> but whatever descriptive word somebody puts on you, we need to renounce that stuff. Yeah, We need to cast it off and say, what does God say about me? And go to the scripture and look at what scripture says about us, what God says about us. And then we need to speak that. We need to speak that aloud about ourselves each and every day. That's it. I, speak, you know, the, that, speak the truth about it, right? Like Jesus was called all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Right. But but he he knew who he was. He spoke right. the truth of who he was. Right. Yes, yeah. we need to be the same way in that. Yeah, Kathy, Kathy uh, gave a, a sermon there a couple, two or three weeks ago, and, and it said, who who am I? And she has a, a handout, and she gave out a handout to everybody in the congregation, and, you know, I am, I am, I am, and, and it's everything that we are. And it's like, man, if we would just... Yeah, every so often, just go through there and speak those words out and speak them aloud over ourselves. And, and that would make a huge difference. That would be a game changer for a lot of people because our words have power. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's like our words, remember, of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yep. So what you're speaking is what's in your heart. Yep. Now, what did Jesus say about that? He said, whatever a person thinks in his heart, so is he. Mm -hmm. See how powerful that is? So when you're speaking that out, but it's it's not actually what God said, mm -hmm. and you're owning that, you're you're even lying about yourself and lying to yourself. And, right. and the reality is like there's you can't have you're you can't have victory that way. Mm -hmm. Like you cannot in one in one point, say something that is terrible about yourself and have victory in your life because you can't have both at the same time. Right. You can't you you can't be telling the lie and the truth at the same time or living it that way either. Right. So, right. So you have to you really have to uh, live life the way God says, like, pay attention to his word. Like, mm -hmm. what if we woke up tomorrow and said, God. I am going to think in my heart the way that you think about me. Mm -hmm. How would that change your life? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And what would you expect out of that day differently than what you got today? Right. That's right. You totally something totally different, right? You'd have different expectations. You'd have different attitude. Everything about the day would be different. Mm -hmm. That's right. But because of, of how we think about ourselves is usually in a negative aspect or a condemning way. Mm -hmm. 
we don't actually see the prosperity of the Lord in our life. Right. That's right. Speak it aloud. Yep. Speak it aloud. Whatever he said in his word is true. His word is true and his words do not return void. Yeah. One way or the other. Yeah. They won't. They I might mean, have to bounce. They might have to play ping pong and bounce around a while, but they do not return void. That's right. I mean, think about it like a, uh, some of the great competition, like some of the great sports teams, right? That ever they they would envision themselves winning. They never envision themselves losing, right? But what happens is we come to the game. Like I mean, think of like Vince Lombardi, right? Winning is not a sometime thing; it's an all time thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, what did he tap into? What did he find out? Well, you are who you are when you think in your heart who you are, right? Like, and he's like, if you want to be a winner, you got to know you're a winner. Mm-hmm. Like you can't go, oh, I'm a loser and go on the field and win. It's not gonna right. happen. You don't get that result. Right. That yeah. is the same way in our life, like spiritually. Right. So what, what's happening is we're approaching the spiritual game, right? We're approaching the game already having lost it because we're already condemning ourselves for thinking in our heart something that's untrue about us. That's right. That God never said. That's right. And may the Holy Spirit convict us out of that. That's right. That's exactly right. Draw right. us to the Lord. Draw us to the Father, right? So That's right. Yeah, it's for our profit. Yeah, like it says like it said on that that uh, you know, email from Andrew, the the conviction is for our profit. That's right. Yep. God is not doing things for God is not doing things to bring us down. That's right. And we just have to get that in our mind. Mm-hmm. God is not doing things. There's nowhere in scripture where God's trying to hurt humanity. Right. Right. And so, and we just, um, we just think and feel something different, but see, that's where God says his thoughts are not our thoughts, right? His ways are not our ways. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Robert, it's been an awesome conversation. And uh yeah. Maybe, maybe Phil, hopefully Phil's not condemned by missing this. That's right. <laughs> but maybe convicted. We want him to be convicted about it, but not <laughs> <laughs> we'll 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 find out. That's but, right. That's right. but uh it's been a great conversation. And uh, to everybody who, who watched, we hope you got something from it. We sure did. And, you know, like I say, the, the Andrew Walmack stuff, I get it by email. And there's videos and emails and things. And, and there's different ones. But, boy, they, they're usually really good. And it makes you think. And that's, you know, again, we want to be, be convicted to think about things from the Scripture. And, yes. and can you know throughout the day think about things the way that God thinks about things. So that's right. We, we encourage you to do it. But uh, we we thank you for listening to us this week, and uh, maybe next week we'll all be back together again. And uh, you know, have a great week. That's right. So yeah, good evening. Mm-hmm.